1: Good morning Cleveland. Well it's 5.30am here in England. Me, Jack, I don't know how we're surviving but we're up and Ian right, 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 has come back from the main event himself. Jack, how are you feeling mate with the draft pick?
2: I am really, really happy. There was two guys that I said that I would even consider before my de facto position of trade down. The number one guy, um, and I thought they'd both be gone, was Greg Newsome. The other was Quitty Pay. And for Greg Newsome to be there, I, I was absolutely shocked. Um, I, I, th- I thought it might happen as soon as the Titans pick. But no, absolutely ecstatic. What a player.
1: Excellent, mate. Yeah, I was absolutely buzzing. But Ian, tell us, mate, what's your reaction? And what was Cleveland's reaction actually being there?
0: Cleveland's reaction was very positive. You could tell just in talking to people around that corner was kind of a position. I mean, obviously we've heard that, you know, you can never have enough cornerbacks. So as the corners ran early, you know, right as Horn and Sertain came off top 10, there was a lot of people that were like, well, there's no way in hell now our guy's going to be there. And then when Farley went at Tennessee, it kind of changed. And I mean, to be fair, it was cold, it was wet, it was windy. It was, just Cleveland to the, to the nth degree. But yeah, I mean, you could definitely tell I'm, I could you hear on TV how well it was, uh, it was received.
1: Uh, I'll be really honest, mate. Um, I'm half cut drunk. It's my 40th birthday and i even got the fucking wrong name when they said it. So yeah, I'm not in the right place to be discussion. how the- <laughs> um, I, I, w-
2: I was watching the PFF broadcast and they were absolutely ecstatic with the Browns pick. Um, They had already said, hey, John Johnson's signing was the best free agency signing in the entire free agency period. And then PFF Mike doubled down and said that is the best draft pick in that entire day. Um, And yeah, it's uh, what a a selection. He's just such an instant upgrade of um, Greedy Williams could be good potentially, but we don't know what Greedy Williams is. Um, There's health concerns over Denzel Ward. I think there always will be. um, But yeah, there's questions over Newsom's health, but the talent is undeniable. Just some of the numbers are insane.
0: Jack, didn't you notice everybody almost, I felt like this year, the number of guys with medical red flags was off the charts. I mean, I I didn't hear anything about it. I heard it live from there that, you know, Quiddy Pay was going through blood work and heart stuff and I mean, everybody seemed to have some sort of a medical red flag pretty much after, I mean, heck, even Jalen Waddle's ankle. I mean, everybody's got something. And the fact is you could bring in a guy who's going to challenge for a corner, a starting corner spot, you know, six picks from the end of the draft. that That's exactly what you're looking for. And we've made it how many minutes and haven't even talked about the fact that the Steelers took a freaking running back, a running back. That is the greatest state of our lives.
2: That netted me a very, very large sum of money, which will pay for the holiday to uh, go watch the Green Bay Packers um, lose to the Cleveland Browns later this season. But uh, just some Jordan Greg Newsome stats, just some Greg Newsome stats. So he allowed 0.44 yards per coverage snap in 2020, which was the lowest um, in the class in his final four games. He allowed exactly one catch. Um, PFF Mike said he, there's a good chance he'll be the best corner in the draft. Um, <laughs> Eric Eager, um, the Browns have got a 4.0 GPA uh, the last how many semesters? Um, it's, it's just insane. And it, just to look at some of the numbers and metrics, you know, I love that stuff, guys. Age, um, week one of the season, 21.4. Um, RAS score, 9.66. So insanely athletic. Um, height comes in at just over six foot. Um, so no, it ticks every single box you would want in terms of those numbers.
0: Yeah. I mean, Newsom, you're talking about a guy, six foot, 192 pounds, actually out of Chicago. So when you want to talk about some irony, so the Browns draft the kid from Northwestern and the bears draft the kid from Ohio state. So if you're ever wondering about the parallels between Ian and Columbus and Chicago, I mean, it's just right there, but yeah. Newsome you're talking about a guy who even just watching the broadcast you know you'll hear Brugler and Daniel Jeremiah I mean this guy is just a fluid athlete you watch I mean I think I've heard I think I've heard him called a route magnet you know over and over and over again he was a guy that was featured a lot you know the last two weeks on Cleveland Browns Daily so every pretty everybody that came on the show was asked about him and they're all like I don't think he's gonna make it like yeah I don't think he's gonna make it and here you are getting you know arguably one of the top three corners in the draft. So this is a guy who's just, you know, he's fluid. He's, well, I think he ran a four, three, eight, 10 foot, three inch broad jump. I mean, this guy is just an athletic. I mean, he led the big 10 in passes defense this senior year. The one knock obviously is a little bit of an injury bug, but, you know, hopefully in terms of having some rotation at cornerback, this is a guy that, you know, will turn out to be, you know, a very good, solid cornerback moving forward.
2: Yeah, so no, it's just, Puts us in a really, really good position. Um, And yeah, it's just genuinely excitement for what we do now. There's so many different options. We'll hopefully drop another podcast looking at that. But yeah, I'd given up hope on him being there. I pretty much accepted it weren't going to happen. And now I was banging the drum for the trade down. The trade down's not as much value as we've seen, which could have played a factor if Newsom would have been gone. Um, But yeah, it's... uh, I, we're now in a really really nice position where we can just take best player um there's been some other good players gone around where we picked um i know, I know bateman the pick after the browns uh, led it. to a meltdown on uh twitter uh, mike clay good friend of the show been on before and um, tweeted that he's predicting 64 targets for uh rashad bateman uh, this year i asked mike clay is that a 95% market share in the Ravens offense? Um, I mean, pretty much. They're,
0: <laughs> they're not getting uh, free agent wide receivers to go there, so they got to get them somehow.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's a disaster. And Najee Harris, oh, a, a phenomenal, um, literally pff, living the dream. I, th- I thought Chase was a phenomenal pick for the Bungles. But um, no, in, in terms of um, the Steelers, we couldn't have asked for anything better. Um, it had been mocked absolutely everywhere. It looked like as as much of a lock as um, Trevor Lawrence and Wilson and yeah, it, it actually delivered.
1: Yeah, I've got to say, guys, our cornerback room is looking very strong pending any injuries. Denzel Ward, Troy Hill, Newsom, McGrady and our boy AJ Green undrafted free agent. So yeah, I'm super excited uh, about that going into the new year. Obviously, we lost Mitchell and uh, yeah, I think this is a great future prospect and I'm really happy that, you know, we're going with a cornerback when uh, other teams around us went with wide receivers.
2: Yeah. Round two is really nice for wide receivers, but we'll, we'll touch on more on that on our next show before um, tomorrow's draft. But round-
1: yeah. Sorry, Ian, Ian quick oh. question. Do you think the Browns went with a cornerback because the Bengals Went with a wide receiver or um, you don't think that played into it at all?
0: They they actually asked Andrew Barry that exact question, and his exact answer was, I mean, we're aware of what other teams do, but it does not change our board. I think they've gone into this looking for a corner. If the Bengals would have taken Penny Sewell and you know, obviously they didn't know Ravens took Bateman at the time, but I, I can't I can't see the pick being any different. The only question I'd have had, Jack, if Newsom and Farley were both gone. Was there a guy on the board that you think they would have taken? I know that you had said they were going to trade down, but obviously we had some some, some relatively surprising guys. You know, obviously JOK still being there, Aziz Ojolari, um, you know, Barmore, uh, Ozarike, Elijah Moore, Joseph Asai. I mean, there's Terrence Marshall. I mean, there's a lot of guys. Do you think they would have traded back if uh, Newsom wasn't there? Do you think they would have taken somebody?
2: I think they'd have tried to trade back. Um, I just don't think anyone wants it because the fact that no one else traded back um, makes me think I don't believe any decent offers are on the table. Um, so I, I, even if they wanted to, I, d- I don't think it would be there. I think it would have been between JOK and Bateman. I, I honestly think that that would have been the two or Marshall would have been the third. Um, I, I think that's probably what you were looking at as a group. Um, between what they'd have gone for, um, but no, I, I think it, it puts them in a uh, a nice position there. Um,
0: yeah, I think I think there was a lot less trades I think than people maybe were anticipating. And if you notice, before the draft, they'd come out and said about how valuable those assets in 2022 were going to be. So the fact that you know we only saw let's see Dallas and the Giants trade the Eagles. Yeah, Dallas, Giants, Eagles, Vikings. There was only, what, three? Oh, Bears. The Bears was the big one, obviously. Yeah. So four trades.
2: Yeah, no, and uh, they're all trades that pretty much you could sort of see what they the teams were trying to do. Um, In terms yeah. of sort of doing what other teams do, it's, it's interesting to note that the Browns move wasn't about the division, because I genuinely don't think the Browns are worried about the division anymore. Not saying they're going to walk it every year, but saying... The path to the Super Bowl isn't through the division. And I, I think the change to the, the playoff format is a big factor in that because it's not so much you have to win your division to really stand a chance of making the playoffs. If you're one of the top two teams, you're probably making the playoffs, is how the the new basic format works out. So they need to focus on basically what, what is going on with Patrick Mahomes. Um potentially I, say, I don't think they're it's gonna be an what happens corner. with Denver Broncos.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think they drafted any extra corners to combat Lamar Jackson. You know, of anything, I think you're talking about the Bengals have the best of the three. The Bengals have the best passing attack, then the Steelers, then the
2: Ravens. So, yeah, and, and I think that's just a mentality, not just Browns fans, fans across the NFL need to get out. You worry less about your division. Um, I don't think it's as much of a factor as it used to be. You're now playing a 17th game. So that's obviously one less impact that a division has on your um result at the end of the year and as well that extra playoff spot i just don't i think divisional ties are overrated from the aspect of how much they matter to your schedule um so yeah it's two 17ths, and even if you lose both of them yeah it doesn't stop you going to uh the playoffs so uh no worry less about the division worry more about the best teams in your conference um and potential teams you can meet in the super bowl Absolutely. Um,
0: Browns have three picks tomorrow. How many picks do they make?
1: Three. I think they make all... um, I think they uh, pick three uh, players tomorrow. Wide receiver, defensive end, and defensive tackle. That's my view. Jack, what are you going with?
2: I would go with a um, wide receiver, a edge defender, and a safety. Um, And I think safety is probably potentially the biggest need in that group not um obviously i i i want a wide receiver more because of the long-term impact but in terms of that safety room that safety room terrifies me um i i think we have in terms of depth possibly the worst safety depth in the entire nfl um which isn't a good place when you want to play three safeties currently we've got elijah benton moffitt and um Sheldrick wine it is uh it is poor. It's uh like practice squad level um at best. So uh yeah, I I, I think we the are the Browns a lot need to, to bring back
0: safety. my guy, your guy, Andrew sandejo Please, please come on back to the Browns. We really could use you, brother. Andy Sendejo. See you soon. So well, there's I mean, there's two safeties right out there if they want one. I mean, I I if anything, trading up from 59. If you really want one of these first round talents, that's fallen it's there for the lake taken. I mean, the jets only gave up what they swapped a third and a uh, third and a fourth to move from 23 to 14.
2: I I, mean, I I don't hate trading up for Joe. Okay. That's if if you're going to,
0: if you're going to trade up, you're telling me you wouldn't take 59 and say a fourth or a fifth to move up, you know, in the forties and grab one of these guys. I, I think it's possible.
2: Yeah, especially someone that um, obviously the, the news today with Ronnie Harrison that makes it very, very unlikely that he'll be a Brown um, next season in 2022 is his time with Drew Ro- Rosenhaus. So um, that, that looks like a relationship that is set to end um, based on the past. So um, I, I would keep an eye on, yeah, a JOK trade-up. I, I don't think it's unreasonable because they've probably seen that news and thought, sod him. <laughs>
0: Oh Rosenhaus, I'm hey, David Njoku's still a Brown. Yeah, but we'll he right didn't
2: getting the extension either. Uh,
0: well, good stuff. Uh, we'll get into a little bit more to the draft and being there and all the things I saw. Um, I only had uh, two people, you know, comment on you, Jack, and say how much they annoy, you annoy them. So it wasn't overall <laughs> oh, too bad. Tell
1: me more. Tell me more.
0: We'll, we'll get into that later. Uh, Name three and people. Shame. Three people actually wondered if I was Paul. Uh, so that was kind of funny as well.
1: Well, you have to I'll a take bit offense on- at that. <laughs> you have put to- a little bit of weight on recently, Ian. So uh, um, any friends of the show did you see, uh, Ian?
0: Um, I did not. It was, it was difficult. And We'll get into a little bit. The way they had it set up wasn't the most user-friendly with the vaccine zones and all that other stuff. So uh, I did not. I just had some people commenting on the crowd as I was walking through, so. No one right. I recognize, to be fair.
1: All right, last guy, last question, guys. Out of 10, how are you rating the pick? Jack, out of
2: Eleven.
1: 10? 11. Ian? Nine. Interesting. It's, it's very fair at the moment on Twitter. 10, nine, and eight, very even, uh, the, the uh, community's rating it. But yeah, really happy. I wanted a cornerback. I wanted a Greg. Happy days.
2: And as always, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you again before day two kicks off with a preview show. Go Browns. Go Browns.